Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're with me. Uh, this is being recorded on Monday, the 16th of March, 2020. And if you're paying attention to what kind of day this is uh, and paying attention to your calendar, you know then that we are in the middle of the coronavirus crisis as I record this. Uh, Today, the stock market in the U.S. has dropped 2,300 points and trading was suspended temporarily. Uh, You know there have been massive closings of everything from March Madness to restaurants to airlines reducing by as much as 40% their flights, etc., etc. You know that our government is scrambling to take care of it. Uh, you know that we are in a difficult season. And I want to talk to you straight and from the heart while we're in this season, because while it is difficult and while I am not diminishing it and while it will mean deaths and it will mean hardship and it will mean economic upheaval, uh, we will get through this. We will get through this. In fact, let me go ahead and start with some good news at the very, very top. Uh, Already in China, they are seeing a significant drop in the number of infections. Uh, some of the hospitals, some of the makeshift hospitals that you, they built, you probably saw them putting together uh, trailers and linking them all together to make makeshift hospitals, temporary hospitals for the crisis. Already they've closed some of those because the infection rate is dropping so dramatically. I am not saying we will not deal with a hard wave uh, through America and through other nations in the West, especially. Um, I am not saying the world will not be dealing with, an, with a uh, difficult pandemic. However, uh, that news from China China may be the back end of this surge. We may be seeing the back end. We may be seeing um, that may be the light uh, far at the far end of the tunnel, uh, but certainly the back edge of the wave that is slamming into the world right now. So this thing will end. Uh, this, this thing will come to an end. Even the experts are saying that it dissipates, um, that it drops, uh, that there's good news and uh, the fact that people, 98% of the people who are infected by this will recover. Um, so we will get through this. Now, who we will be and what we will be on the other side um, is yet to be decided. And that's what we have to focus on. Um, but we will have some weeks here of tumult. We will uh, hear of deaths. Uh, it could be as high as a million in the in the U.S., although I'm hoping for far, far less than that. Um, and that's the highest number that I've heard. Uh, the likelihood is far, far Less. Our government got ahead of the game as far as closing uh, borders and restricting travel, uh, despite the fact our government was way, way behind um, on other medical fronts. So we will get through this. Most of you listening to me, I trust all of you listening to me, will get through this um, and we will come out on the other side. The economy will take a hit. Your pocketbook might take a bit of a hit, uh, but you will survive. Um, I'm not going to make estimates as to how long this is going to go on, um, but it's a matter of weeks, uh, month, month and a half, two months. That's that's what most experts are saying. Um, you don't need me to guess on those things. Um, the good news, though, as I've said, is that there's a back end that we're already seeing where that might be. That gives us some sense of hope. That gives us some sense of how long this might last. And so the question becomes who you're going to be in the crisis. 
Um, and I want you to be asking yourself, what does this make possible? In your life, what does this make possible? Because you're going to be spending more time at home. You're going to be simplifying your life. You're going to be pulling away from work a bit. Um, you may have some harried time. You may have some fearful nights. You may have some dark nights of the soul. Uh, you may have some family tumult. I understand all of that. Um, but be asking yourself as you go through this, what does this make possible? What does this tighter, this greater amount of time, uh, this, this tighter family bonding, etc. what does it all make possible? And I also want you to do something else. It's something I'm recommending to everybody I possibly can influence. And that is as you go through this, as difficult as this might be, uh, take note, make a list of the things that you would like to be in place the next time you have to go through this. I'm sorry to have to tell you this in the middle of a crisis, but the likelihood is we will go through something like this again. The fact is we've gone through very few such things in our lifetimes. If you're in your 50s or less, uh, you've seen very few such crises in your life compared to lifespans that existed earlier in history. Um, just, just consider what others have lived through. Somebody could have lived through the Civil War and all kinds of uh, economic upheaval and battles on the frontiers and, and still lived through World War I. I mean, it, it, that, that's how condensed these things are. Someone could have lived through World War I, the Great Depression, and World War II. Um, we've had very little of that in our recent decades. And so it's possible for some of you to be in your 40s. You haven't really confronted that much. You uh, maybe barely remember uh, were young during 9-11. Uh, maybe you remember the 2008 economic downturn, downturn in here in the United States. Uh, it was worldwide, but, but, but felt more specifically here in some cases. And so you, you, may not, you may not have experienced very many seasons like this, but the likelihood is we will go through such things again. We will go through biological crises like these again. This was predicted. This was not, uh, we didn't know the exact time and we couldn't prevent it. But we did know this kind of thing would happen, and it's likely to happen again. So whether it's a tornado, as in Nashville, uh, or it's a hurricane, as in New Orleans uh, or Houston, uh, or, or it's some other kind of storm or some kind of other kind of economic upheaval, what will you wish was in place the next time uh, this happens? Um, you know, I talk to you often about a grandma strategy, uh, meaning our grandmothers, our great grandmothers who lived through the depression, or at least were shaped by that culture. They had pantries, they had cash laid aside, they, uh, networked with their neighbors. They had tools. They knew how to use the tools. They kept gardens and kept chickens and whatever else. Um, they usually had some sense that they had to be able to live more than just paycheck to paycheck, uh, more, more than just week to week. And so they were in condition. They were in a situation where they could, um, they could survive a crisis. And it's something we have to be able to do. And so what would you like to have different in the future? What would you like to have in place? Um, more cash, a pantry, a garden, um, better networking with neighbors, uh, more skills, perhaps, living less paycheck to paycheck, et cetera, et cetera, more savings. You understand what I'm saying. Um, a house paid off if it's possible. Some of you are within striking distance of having no debt. Obviously, something you want to do, have as few obligatory expenses as possible. So how would you do it? Simplify your life? Make those decisions. Think that through. Keep that on a list. You will emerge on the other side of this. Uh, and then the issue is going to be, how will we have mined the valley? How will we have learned the things we're meant to learn so that we can live higher lives um, with the wisdom of our experience? That's going to be essential. That's what our ancestors did. And that's what we can do.
Now, because this podcast is a lot about public policy, I do want to address a public policy issue, and that is that one of the things we already know is that we have outsourced too many essential medical services and supplies. Um, we obviously be, believe in trade. We obviously want goods and services to cross borders because if goods and services don't, armies will. Uh, we, we know that from history. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that part of the reason we were slow, so slow in the U.S. Uh, with getting tests done, we're still way behind and we're days into this crisis, uh, weeks into the first, since the first announcements, um, is because we outsourced all of that. It was being made elsewhere. Uh, medications were being made, believe it or not, in China, a country that we pretty much can consider a competitor in the world market, and by the way, probably an enemy uh, militarily at this point. And yet we were relying on China uh, for a huge portion of the medical supplies that we now need. We were not geared up in the U.S. to do it. It took a long time to get the private sector ramped up. CDC uh, attempted to make the tests that we need and then had failures and corruptions and uh, and had a hard time getting its footing going on the issue. They were good on other issues, but on, on the issue of uh, developing tests, not so much. And so we're still way, way behind. Other tests are doing uh, free roadside tests. I'm, I'm sorry, other countries are doing free roadside tests and um, in Germany, for example, and other countries, uh, South Korea. But here in the U.S., uh, you, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to be able to get a test today. Why? It's because we outsource too much. So the lesson from this is not let's let's you know close our borders and become insular and not trade with anybody. There certainly are things we can have other countries make for us and engage in trade and and, and happily so, uh, but not essential services. You're a fool if all of your military hardware, for example, and I'm just using this as an example, uh, is made by people who might be your enemies. Uh, you're a fool if all of your essential medical uh, supplies are made by folks who might have a reason to restrict you. In in some way, um, or no, people who, who can't can't respond quickly, or people who would divert those supplies to their own needs in a crisis. That's what's going on now. So some of the things we need right now uh, are produced in China. We've outsourced many of our medical uh, needs to China. And uh, China not only is in crisis itself, but it's not all that uh, in a hurry to help the United States in a situation like this, despite our agreements. And this is something that's going to have to change. Again, you want to have essential supplies uh, produced locally. You want to have them produced domestically. Uh, you don't want to have that outsourced. And that's going to be an issue we're going to have to deal with. That's going to be something we're going to have to talk about. And we're going to have to talk about it, um, especially in the era of Trump, um, where he's cutting down on a lot of our trade agreements and uh, uh, disbanding and um, and uh, ending agreements with foreign trading partners. Well, you, you can't do that if, if, uh, if some of the products that we need from those people aren't made domestically. So you're going to have to rev that up domestically. So that's something we got to keep our eyes on. That's something that those of you who work in foreign policy and work in trade uh, and work in the U.S. government really need to pay attention to is how much of this crisis for the United States of America was produced by the fact that we have over-outsourced uh, and outsourced uh, in essentials uh, and not just in uh, incidentals. Okay, that said, um, my strong encouragement to you uh, is that you... Uh, First of all, take a firm grip on God. 
Uh, it's a great time for renewal of faith. It's a great time uh, for deepening. It's a great time for you to live your life from that control room, so to speak, which comes uh, where you pray. It, it exists wherever you pray, wherever you read scripture, wherever you are um, pursuing, viewing your life uh, from a divine perspective, so to speak. So deepen with God, number one. Number two, simplify your life. Whatever your financial condition, whatever's going on, simplify. Pull in with family. Um, Bev and I are enjoying playing cards more while we watch the news and and uh, enjoying eating meals at home, and uh, which we always do, but we're doing more of it. And enjoying taking walks around Alexandria, where we are right now in D.C. And uh, uh, our, our relationship's going to be stronger on the other end. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, what does this make possible? I'm not going to the gym, but I am doing more floor exercises. I am doing more body weight exercises. I'm, I'm determined to emerge on the other side in better shape than I was, uh, having read some of the things I need to read, having added some skills, having written some things I need to write, having used my social media from my office uh, in a way to impact lives. You see what I'm doing? I'm thinking about what this makes possible. We will emerge, and it probably will happen a bit more quickly than many of us expect. Uh, but the question will be, how will we respond? How will we rise? How will we recover? What kind of people will we be on the other side? I want you to live wisely. I want you to live in a learned way. Many of you who are in positions of authority and, and power and, and our U.S. government, I want you to, to use the knowledge you gain from this to, to help lead us well. Um, but I'm very concerned about you, your family. I'm very concerned about uh, the kind of people we emerge uh, as on the other side. That's what I want to see you focus on. Uh, we will get through this. We will get through this. Other generations have lived through far, far worse. I was reading uh, earlier some of the numbers that uh, attended the uh, Spanish flu epidemic that occurred in 1918 that was largely due uh, from what they call doughboys from our soldiers coming back from the trenches of World War I. 675,000 died in the U.S., 50 to 100 million worldwide. Now, we won't have anything like that with this, not even close. But I just want you to be aware that previous generations have lived through far, far worse, emerged, and built the kind of country and the kind of cultures that we now enjoy. This is our generation's lot. This is what's been dealt to us. This is what the providence of God has us living through. We can get through it. We will get through it. We will come out the other side. Uh, the question is what kind of person, what kind of family, what kind of company will you be on the other side? Focus on that. Take hold of God. I'll be talking to you more about this because good days are coming. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.